0: Oh, we've got a lot to talk about today. We have got a great show lined up for you. Um, stand by. Uh, let me tell you about our sponsor for Blaze. The spotlight sponsor this hour is American Financing. So have you, have you done it yet? Stu? Yes. Have you done it yet? I don't know what you're talking about. Did you Glenn. go to American Financing and, and look into your loans and try to get a loan that's a low rate? I have gone to American Financing,
1: yes, and I have a loan at a very low rate thanks to American Financing. It's true.
0: Uh, and uh, it was very easy. <laughs> it wasn't this big moment. Was, he just it, kinda... was it shocking? Because I know you have always been, you're always like, uh, but I think if I can use this against this and leverage <laughs> that. Uh, Arbitrage is my yeah, is my game. Right. And uh, uh, but, but it was easy for you to get the loan? It wasn't? Yeah, no, it was really
1: easy. I mean, they do a great job. and you know, They make the whole process easy, and they, they make sure that you can get the lowest rate possible, which is what I'm concerned about. I mean, I, I told them, I'm like, I know you guys advertise on the show, but I'm still calling everybody else. You should. I, you should. I did. Yeah. And then I wound up going with American Financing. Yeah.
0: American Financing. See what they can do for you and uh, do a consolidation loan without resetting. Your loan—if you're paying three or four percent in interest, you're paying too much. It's American Financing. Eight hundred nine zero six twenty four forty. You go to AmericanFinancing.net. super hero. Canceling now Gina Carano for her Republican Jewish analogy. And it only proves her point. We begin with the cancel culture and what this impeachment is really all about. In 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. All right, I want to talk to you a little bit about losing your identity. Uh I mean some people have an identity crisis, but now that's taken on a whole new uh a whole new meaning seeing that cybercrime has gone up about 75% with coronavirus. I mean there's just been so many good things that's come out of this coronavirus thing. Hasn't there? I mean a huge just, fan. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, yeah, mm. especially what they're doing in Berkeley. Do you hear about this? They're they yeah. <laughs> they've locked all the students in in uh University of Berkeley. They just, Berkeley, they've just you can leave to go to the bathroom, but then you got to go right back to your dorm.
1: I was very upset that they stopped uh, outdoor solo exercise, because I'm,
0: yeah, as you know, a huge, huge outdoor outdoor exercise guy. I like to do it, too, solo, because that way I can just lay down on
1: the ground. Yeah, you can act like you did it. Yeah. I, I too- I, plus, I do like the fact that the Berkeley people are now living
0: my lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute I kind of like the idea system. that Berkeley students are locked into rooms. Uh, <laughs> but anyway... Uh, uh, right now, because of coronavirus, our, our information is everywhere on the Internet, and cyber criminals are looking for ways to take things that are ours, including uh, our good name. In fact, that's the most important thing. And if you're just monitoring your credit, if you're just looking at your credit cards, you're going to miss stuff. That's where identity theft and LifeLock comes in. They are looking at the things that you might miss on your own. Nobody is covering you like LifeLock. Nobody can stop all of it, but they are the best. And if something slips through, they will uh, uh, assign a team. They have a special team that is just there to make sure that you get your good name back and they work with you to do it. Save up to 25% off your first year. LifeLock.com with promo code back. LifeLock.com promo code back. 1-800-LIFELOCK. LifeLock.com promo code back. <laughs> actress Gina Carano has incurred the wrath of the mob the mob that runs hollywood the universities and the arts she made a historic uh, historical analogy with the intention of giving people pause in their relentless crusade to ostracize non-leftists from society this is what she wrote in a post jews were beaten in the streets not by nazi soldiers but by their neighbors Even by children, because history is edited, most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? She is absolutely 100 percent correct. They did it through propaganda, they did it through smears, and they did it through intimidation. And they praised the people who did it. So if, if you were, if you were uh, beating Jews in the streets, you'd be held up by the Nazi party as one of the good guys. You'd get special praise. If you said something in defense, the opposite would happen. Well, just to show how much they don't hate her political views and don't want to silence people or beat them into submission, they lobbied to have Disney beat her into submission. And when she wouldn't submit, they fired her. Uh, She is not currently employed by Lucasfilm. And according to Disney, there are no plans for her to be hired in the future. Uh, her social media posts denigrating people based on their cultural and religious identities are abhorrent and unacceptable. Her, re- her social media posts denigrating people based on their cultural and religious identities are abhorrent and abse- uh, unacceptable. What? To say, hey, uh, you know, you know how you get people to beat Jews? You run a campaign and you get the neighbors to beat the Jews for you. What? Should, you know what? We should. You know what we should um, we should start uh, banning things like Schindler's List, because that showed how the German people, not just the Nazis, how the German neighbors were involved, how people were involved in that that didn't wear the swastika or the uniform. We should ban that. We should. You know what, Stu? Let's make a list of books we should ban. Always a good idea. And right? with no historical echo at all. No. Well, none, none that could be said about the Nazis. We we can't mention it. No, 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 no. No. All right. Let me tell you what's going on. You know this already. This is just to intimidate you and everyone else. This is the way that dictators do it. This is the way. What does that mean? Is that code? (laughs) Is that a Zionist code? I can't, I
1: can't talk about the code. Oh my gosh. Okay.
0: Um, This is the way dictators take over countries. They take over countries by propaganda. That's why propaganda is so dangerous, especially when it is being done by the state and in our case also powerful corporations. Now, let me give you one of those powerful corporations, the New York Times. Now, I'm going to address uh, address the New York Times specifically on this article in about 50 minutes. So you don't want to miss that. But there's an article that runs today. How right wing radio stoked anger before the Capitol siege. The New York Times writes shows hosted by Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity and other talk radio stars promoted debunked claims of stolen election and urged listeners to fight back two days before the mob of Trump supporters invaded the United States Capitol. Upending the nation's peaceful transition of power and leaving at least five people dead, the right-wing radio star Glenn Beck delivered a message to his flock of listeners. It's time to fight. It's quoting, it's time to rip and claw and rake, end quote, Mr. Beck said on his January 4th broadcast. Quote, it's time to go to war as the left went to war four years ago, end quote. Hmm. Okay, time to rip, claw, and rake, In it's January 4th broadcast. It's time to go to war as the left went to war four years ago. Why, why is that a problem?
1: Why is that a problem? Well, then, because if, if you have a problem with that, you're criticizing how the left went to war four ah, years ago,
2: which okay.
1: I
0: don't remember them doing. Yo. <laughs> okay, I don't remember that part of right. the story. Well, you should listen to the monologue. Oh, okay. uh, mm-hmm. We'll get into that later. Uh, former Fox News host, Mr. Beck, has speculated for weeks about baseless claims of voter fraud in the presidential race. He told listeners that Donald J. Trump had taught conservatives that you don't have to cower anymore. You don't have to back down when ridiculed into oblivion. You can fight back. Yeah, that's true. Is that a bad message? Is that a bad message to tell people that you don't have to cower? Don't live in fear. Stand up for what you believe in. Is that somehow now a bad message to reject the bullies? I mean, would you like to hear an anti-bullying message from, I don't know, the New York Times? It's amazing. Now it's not okay to say, stand up straight. Don't be ashamed of who you are. Stand up. If somebody calls you a name, dismiss it. Stand up. Fight back. Speak the truth. Mr. Beck, Did not lobby for his listeners to invade the Capitol. And a day later, a day later, because I've never done this before, a day later, he urged marchers in Washington to really kind of channel, quoting, your inner Martin Luther King. (laughs) Wait, Hmm? wait. Hmm? you asked people to channel their inner
1: Martin Luther King, which, of course, I've heard you do thousands of times. Yeah. And the article is about how you tried to get people to riot at the Capitol. I I, I don't remember that part of the Martin
0: Luther King story. Well, remember when Martin Luther King said, uh, cower, you've got to cower in fear. Don't stand up. (laughs) Don't speak your mind. Remember, he was saying when you go in to Mm -hmm. the lunch counter, cower. I don't remember that. He said, sit down. That's what he said. Sit down. I mean, I I'm saying don't sit down. OK, <laughs> he said sit down. I, I, I mean, I'm glad they included the
1: Martin Luther King point, yeah. but doesn't it totally disprove their argument from the first paragraph? Uh,
0: yes, it does. But they don't care. Uh, okay. Mr. Beck did not lobby for his listeners to obey the Capitol. Day later, he urged marchers in Washington to really kind of channel your inner Martin Luther King, adding that violence is just, quoting, just not who we've ever been, end quote. Wait, wait, wait but a minute. Also, no, 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 no. They this also is what... put that in there? Yes, they did. But the language he used on his January 4th show uh-huh. was typical of the aggressive rhetoric that permeated conservative talk radio in the weeks before the Washington siege. Well, I can tell you this. The Martin Luther
1: King uh, point is typical of the Glenn Beck program for the last decade. Yeah. So, but
0: Maybe I, decade and a half. At least. Uh, I mean, yeah. But wait. <laughs> what? So there's no, a no,
1: way. No, I, no, I, no, 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 I, no, no, to, no, I no. need at least one moment on this. Right. Yeah, but, They're saying on December 4th, uh, January 4th. Uh, excuse me, January 4th. Yeah. You said uh, we should we need to fight. And yeah. then also said you need to fight like the Democrats yeah, did Yeah, It's time in to go to war as the left went to war four years ago. And then you said the Martin Luther King thing not on the sixth after the violence. Right. You said the Martin Luther King thing on the fifth Un- before right. the before the day of the violence. Right. And they're still leading a column about the violence with you?
0: Yeah, well, they're, I, using that's me, fascinating. they're using me wow. as the rhetoric that is <laughs> heard all
1: throughout talk radio. It doesn't It seem like if, okay, you go down this road and you're like, all right, mm. I'm going to write this thing. And here's a quote from Glenn Beck that looks really bad out of context. I'm going to put it in there. <laughs> when you make the decision that you add... Mm. The Martin Luther King point, which totally
0: disproves what you've just written. That might have been added because uh, we may have said, if you print this the way you say you're going to print this, (laughs) your lawsuit will make your eyes bleed. Okay. Okay. Uh. They may have put the Martin Luther King thing in there because... So this was not their suggestion. This was not uh, their suggestion. In fact, and I'm going to get into this, because I have the email uh i'm gonna show you where they started uh and it was it's time to go to war and they left out as the left went to the war four years ago they left that part out originally oh so yeah that was a negotiation point oh the wow. comma oh in that sentence okay so anyway the, the reason why i'm bringing this up here is because i want you to know what is really happening in washington as we discussed yesterday the Democrats don't have a prayer of impeaching. Uh, I'm sorry, of convicting Donald Trump. Okay, they don't have a prayer of it. They're not going to win. So why are they doing this battle? Several reasons. I'll give you the biggest in a second. First, it's it's a distraction. No, no, sorry. Uh, it's a distraction. First, it's a distraction. Mm-hmm. You have to distract from what's really going on in the first 100 days. The second thing that is happening now is uh, they are trying to make sure that you understand. Don't stand up. Don't stand up. You cower in fear. If, If anyone tries to run for president and take on the machine, the machine will kill them. It will destroy them in every way possible. And they're teaching you a lesson by teaching Donald Trump a lesson. This is what you get if you come against us. Okay, But here's the third reason. And it is, I believe, a a very important reason. In fact, I think it might be the most important reason. They are tying rhetoric directly to violence. Now, they will never tie their rhetoric to violence, but any time the right says something, they tried to do this with the Tea Party, but we were so disciplined that we didn't ever give them an opening. And they were trying to tie us into violence. Well, now they have the one case where the Tea Party is violent. SEIU beating people in the streets during the Tea Party, they had no problem with that. No problem with that. But our violent rhetoric, which never turned to violence, that's where they were headed. Now they have it. So this article, it's not a coincidence that, A, that monologue was a monologue that referenced media matters. I can guarantee you media matters has its fingers all over this story. Second, it's not a coincidence that it is coming out right now as they are showing all the violence on television uh, uh, that happened on January 6th, which was despicable, and we condemned it immediately. Mm-hmm. While it was happening. While it was happening. Um, the, uh, while that was happening, we're condemning it. They take this video now, and they're pushing it through, and they've got all the media showing Trump's violent rhetoric. See, this is what happens when you have a leader that does this. But now they also want to tie in and say, yeah, but the leader also had some helpers along the way. He he had right wing radio. They have been trying to shut us down for so long. The targets in this article, Rush Limbaugh, Dan Bongino, Mark Levin and me. Well, two out of the four have cancer. So I think it's great that they're taking on (laughs) cancer patients now uh, and accusing them of horrible things as they are fighting cancer. Um, But uh, they're doing that for a reason. They need us to be removed. They need talk radio to be shut down. I guarantee you the House and the Senate will move And if they don't move, it will just happen through the FCC. They will do everything they can to silence our voices because they need you to not have a freedom of association, freedom of speech. They need you to stop having a place to where you can gather your thoughts. They need you to feel alone. But you won't be alone. You won't be alone in this fight. You won't be alone in your stand. Because wherever, wherever there is a a group of people that are trying to erase our God-given, constitutionally protected rights, you will find good patriots willing to to stand up and fight. (gasps) Did he say fight? How do you mean fight, Glenn? I know we're not intelligent enough to know after a lifetime of using the word fight, having cheerleaders go fight, fight, fight. We're so stupid that we don't realize that there are many ways to take that term and especially those who listen to this program who have heard me talk about Gandhi and F uh, and MLK forever incessantly i mean gosh going back to okay stop <laughs> don't need to hear it just know this is why impeachment is happening this is what is happening in social media and it's about to come like a bag of bricks onto talk radio You will never silence me. You will find me beneath a tree in your town square or in some farm. And I will be there telling you the true history of America, what's truly going on, and how we need to stand shoulder to shoulder and try to be servants of the Lord so he will provide us some protection. Back in just a minute, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It is Raycon. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh I spent a lot of my time looking for my ear pods uh because uh my kids always were taking them. That's when I got everybody this last Christmas, Raycons. Hey, Merry Christmas! Everybody got a Raycon. Dad's got two. Uh the one I'm not telling you about because somebody is gonna lose theirs and take mine. And then they will lose those, and I will still have another pair. Raycon, give your eyes a rest and listen to things. Listen to great podcasts. Listen to great books. Uh, But also listen to great music and don't listen to everything else that's going on. Raycons. Ditch the Apple AirPods. They are stylish and comfortable. The Raycons are. Apple AirPods are uncomfortable. They look stupid with the white sticks coming out of your ears. Uh, And they're twice as expensive as Raycons. Raycon offering 15% off their products and here's what you got to do to get it you just go to buyraycon.com/back buyraycon.com/back and get 15% off Mike Lee is joining us in a few minutes to talk to us about the impeachment hearings uh, right now we'll take a 10 second break for station ID You were gone. Uh, you were gone, Stu, to the Super Bowl when I got this letter in this email from uh, the writer at the New York Times. Uh, I g- guess so. Yeah. And I read it, and I was like, "There's no way I said that paragraph. There's no way I said that paragraph." And then I noticed the dot, dot, dot ah. in between every line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so we looked the transcript up. Oh, wait. Oh, wait until you see the the gold medal Olympian that had to uh, be performing this article and writing this article. The The jumps through the hoops and the twists and the bends. Remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. So, New York Times, I take it as a great pleasure to fact-check you. Half an hour. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
3: Timeshare Termination Team. Uh, Hi, I'm I'm with the devil. I'm not the devil. I just want to take credit for something I'm proud of inventing. Sure, Sure, I've invented a lot of things over the years. The Black Plague, mosquitoes, salads musical stylings of Yoko Ono, the New York Times, but above all those things, uh, I think the thing I'm most proud of is uh, inventing the timeshare. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I I convinced that one lady to eat an apple, pull the wool over people's eyes so perfectly, uh, and the best part... I don't have to leave a finger, you know. My minions sell these timeshares like hotcakes. (laughs) And before you know it, you owe your soul.
0: (laughs) Time to beat the devil at his own game now with Timeshare Termination. They'll get you out of a timeshare easily and affordably with a 100% money-back guaranteed exit. Call Timeshare Termination Team. -team TimeshareTerminationTeam.com. 1-888-GET-YOU-OUT. 888-GET-YOU-OUT. Go to blazetv.com
1: slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Oh, 30 bucks him. off love your him. subscription to Blaze TV. Love you you love him?
3: Yes, you it's great.
0: Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Well, in reading the New York Times, I find out that Mike Lee does not have a problem with the riots uh he i think he was cheering them on uh and he thought that donald trump should get a mulligan for it uh this is a story by glenn thrush mike lee suggests trump should get a mulligan for the Capitol riot day uh Capitol riot day speech wow that doesn't sound like uh like mike lee In an email to Mr. Lee's spokesman requesting an explanation of his remarks, it was not immediately returned, but some of his defenders on social media said that he was making a larger point about the need for civility in both parties, but that's only some in social media. As an example of what he viewed as a recent transgression, Mr. Lee singled out Representative uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a Democrat from New York, for making it personal, end quote, when she recently took a swipe at his ally, Senator Ted Cruz of Texas. A swipe? Wow. Oh, I guess that's what she said when he was, he was planning on having her killed. Uh, I guess that was a swipe yeah, to the, the mur- New York Times. Calling Island. someone a murderer is definitely a swipe. It, it, it is a swipe. It's, it's definitely one word for it. Senator Mike Lee here to answer the charges. Go ahead. The courts are listening, Mike. Well, you
2: know, unfortunately, she only accused him of attempted murder.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. If if it was actual murder, then that wouldn't have been a swipe. That would have been important. But mm -hmm. this was attempted murder. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. Yeah,
2: exactly. One of the things I've learned is that, you know, you've got a problem with your news source when every single time they print something as to which you have personal knowledge they're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> now, I'm sure that's just a
0: massive coincidence here. Yes, I'm but, sure it uh, is. I'm sure it is. It's probably that you're listening to uh, uh, the wrong sources. You're part of the conspiracy cabal. You know, uh, that's probably what the what the problem is, Mike. Um, tell me first. Know, the interesting of, thing there. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I, I just want I just I just want you to because I know the context. And what is so crazy is the context that this was set in. Was to say, let's ratchet things down a bit and I'm going to give everybody a mulligan because everybody makes mistakes. You were talking to the left. You weren't talking about Donald Trump.
2: That's exactly right. I I, I was talking to and in that sense, in defense of some of my colleagues on the far left who had said some really inflammatory stuff stuff that, that, that rivals a lot of the things that are being attacked that have been said by people on the right. And so I, I said, look, uh, referring specifically to those people on the left, people like AOC, Kamala Harris, Chuck Schumer. Cory Booker, and Chuck Schumer. I said, hey, everyone from time to time says something that they regret, and you know they probably ought to take a mulligan on this one. Everyone's entitled to one of those once in a while. Uh, but the, the point is, we shouldn't be saying things like this in no way, shape or form. Did I say that President Trump ought to be taking a mulligan on this? It had nothing to do with President Trump. And yet somehow the geniuses at New York Times and the geniuses at Fox 13 in Salt Lake City and about 50 other news outlets throughout the country picked it up and took exactly that message directly contrary to the fact. And the truth is, this this reflects what uh, can best be characterized as reckless disregard for the truth. But ironically,
0: they're going to be the arbiters of truth here soon, Mike. Yes, they they are pushing right. for it and trying to silence anyone that has a different opinion.
2: No, that's that's exactly right. And they're they're playing off of uh, the, the the famous uh, Supreme Court case, New York Times versus Sullivan. It basically gives them impunity to defame people so long as they're not acting with knowledge of falsity or reckless disregard for the truth. And yet, oddly enough, here, they seem to have crossed that threshold. Yeah,
0: and I've got another one for you. They just wrote a story about me today in The New York Times that they they knowingly, knowingly uh, are printing things that are just false as a news story. If it was a if it was an opinion piece, that'd be one thing. But this is a a news story, uh, and it's despicable, Mike. Um, Let's talk a little bit about uh, the impeachment trial itself. First of all, are you seeing any movement at all with anyone on either side? The Democrats making a good case or any of the, the Republicans going, oh, I don't know. That's a good point.
2: Okay, look, here's what I'll tell you on that front. There's no doubt horrible things happened. On January 6th. Uh There's no doubt that uh, uh, we should have been able to avoid it. I wish we had been able to avoid it. Uh, I've said for a long time that um, I don't think that there should have been an effort to try to win the election on January 6th, because if you read the 12th Amendment and if you read Article 2 of the Constitution, they don't make that possible. It is the states that decide these things and not Congress. Correct. Congress is there only to count. It has Correct. one job, open and count, open and count. That's, that's it. Mm-hmm. These things that happened on January 6th were tragic. They were horrific. All of that being the case, it is different than what is on trial this week. What's on trial this week uh, is different than that. And There are a number of us, 44 of us to be precise, don't believe that it's appropriate for the Senate to exercise jurisdiction as a court of impeachment after a president's term of office has expired.
0: Okay, can I, can I, I give you something on this? Uh, just me. just to play devil's advocate, um, give give me uh, give Mike the quote from John Adams. Uh, John Quincy mm-hmm. Adams. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Here we go. I hold myself so long as I
1: have the breath of life in my body, amenable to impeachment by the House for everything I did during the time I held any public office.
2: Yeah, that's great. And I've seen that quote, and uh, I I understand his point. I I don't think he's necessarily approaching this as a textualist. I don't think he's necessarily approaching this as someone who sees the abuse of government powers that can be brought to bear with an impeachment trial. I don't think he anticipated the issues that could arise as a result of it. Now, look, I will grant you this much As as a strict textual matter. It is a very close call. I actually think the text can be read one way or the other, thus requiring us to make some prudential judgment calls mm. about how best it ought to fit into this framework. But when you look at the floodgates, this thing would open. You imagine what would happen. Just for example, the next time we have a red wave election, you'd see massive calls for impeachment proceedings on Hillary Clinton, for Benghazi, on Jim Comey, mm. maybe even for Jimmy Carter, going back to the fact that he gave away the Panama Canal. This would result in an interminable succession of absurd impeachment proceedings, and I don't think that's good for the country. I don't think we ought to give Congress that
0: power. So, um, when the Chief Justice decided not to be seated for this, does this make this a kangaroo court? I mean, isn't that part of the Constitution?
2: First of all, it's not at all clear to me that the Chief Justice declined anything. From what I understand, the chief justice was never invited to preside they what? knew that by, yeah, they, they knew that by the time we got the articles of impeachment, 10 days or so, mind you, after they had passed them and nearly a week after president Trump had left office, they knew that he wasn't the president and thus it wasn't appropriate to have the chief justice attend. Someone floated the rumor that he had been invited and declined. Now, I, I, unless there's uh, uh, something out there that's changed, that's simply not true.
3: Hmm.
2: Uh, my understanding is that he was never invited in the first place. Why? Well, they knew he's not the president, and therefore, there's no reason to have the chief justice.
0: Okay, that. so so does it make this? I mean, is it constitutional to an impeachment? Doesn't it say the Supreme Court justice comes and is 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 oversees it?
2: Yes. Yes. If, in fact, the president is being tried for impeachment. But here we don't have the president or the vice president or any civil officers of the United States. You have a former president. It's a different thing. doesn't require the chief justice to preside. Oh. And by my reading, it shouldn't allow us to have a trial at all. Now, this would have been different. Uh, that would have been a completely different set of questions we were facing. Have the House of Representatives Initiated this process and, and actually delivered the articles of impeachment right after they passed them. They didn't. They sat on them. Why? I'm not really sure. You're going to have to ask Nancy Pelosi that question. But it makes a huge difference for them and they really need to live with the consequences. And that's what they're facing now. It's one of the reasons why I don't think there will be a shift in the outcome of this impeachment. Remember, in order for an impeachment trial to be successful, you can have no more than Thirty-three senators voting to acquit. We've got forty-four already who were mm-hmm. saying, just on jurisdictional grounds alone, we shouldn't do this. And so, unless something dramatic changes, which I don't see, we're nowhere close. So to then, the
0: why the are they doing this again? This is this is remarkable stuff. This, to me, leads to uh, banana republic kind of stuff because, as you've you've just said. You know, you get a red wave, then who do they take out? This is what dictatorships do. This is what banana republics do. So what is their gain? What is the real goal, do you think, Mike?
2: It appears to me they're doing everything they can to smear Republicans, smear conservatives, smear people who support or supported Donald Trump at any moment. And all along the way, they're characterizing the evidence. In fact, it's not, at least so far, it's it's not like a normal trial. They're not bringing in witnesses. They're basically reciting things from news reports written by their liberal allies with the most smearing characterization they can possibly find. Some of them turn out to be inaccurate. I made an objection last night uh, to some evidence that they claimed to have that I personally knew about. And I asked that it be stricken because I knew it not to be true. Look, it's always hard for me to speak to another person's subjective intent. But what I do know is that they seem to be having a good time doing everything they can to just say Republicans are awful. And all of these people who supported Donald Trump are awful. I think that's unfortunate.
0: So the problem with this is, is they are not only saying they're awful, but they're also using social media, the media itself. Uh, And, uh, you know, the New York Times article today to silence people and to uh, and to label them as violent extremists. We have 5000 troops still on the ground in in Washington, D.C. without a defined mission. That doesn't happen. Uh, The Department of Homeland Security says there is no credible uh, or specific threat what is going on, Mike? Well, you, you can't keep calling half the country violent extremists. Uh, and I mean, because at some point you're like, well, then we got to do something about it. If they're all violent extremists, yeah. we have to do. Well, what do you do? This is not about an election
2: anymore. I, you know, I'll tell you, Glenn, we have to take down that wall. Every day when I come into work, I have to pass uh, this enormous wall with razor wire, with armed military all around it. Uh, not only are these bad optics optics, this is bad substance. This is not who we are. This is not what we need to do. And I call on Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and my colleagues in the Senate and counterparts in the House to tear down this wall and Holy do it now.
0: Mike Lee, thank you so much. Mike Lee, Senator of uh, Utah, I'd like to talk to you more about that. Um, it's interesting. I never thought, I mean, I remember Reagan saying that, never thought I would hear Mike Lee Say those words to Chuck Schumer about a wall, let alone the wall around the Capitol. Tear down this wall. Tim lives lives in Maine. He writes about his dog, Sugar. Uh, Sugar's experience with Rough Greens after being a picky eater. He writes, "I have been using Rough Greens for close to two weeks now. Sugar is almost ten years old. She has a better appetite than I've seen in three years since I've had her." Thanks, Rough Greens. Tim, thanks for taking care of your dog. Thanks for uh, giving Rough Greens the trial test to see if your dog will eat it. Now sit back and watch the results in in your dog over the next six months. You're going to be blown away how much sugar changes one of the things with my dog is finicky eater does not even begin to describe it he just would not eat he runs to his bowl he is constantly if i don't feed him or tanya doesn't feed him you know on time seven o'clock he doesn't have something he is now up nudging he puts his nose underneath my arm and he's like hey dad hey dad hey dad time to eat time to eat (laughs) It's amazing. Rough Greens, not a dog food, but rather a supplement that you sprinkle on the food. Dogs love it because it tastes apparently amazing, uh, but they're also getting all the vitamins, minerals, and probiotics, and all the other stuff that you need. They need too. Get the Jumpstart bag today. Fourteen ninety five. Make sure your dog will eat it and start the process of getting your dog healthier and happier. Roughgreens.com dot com slash back. Go there now. Roughgreens dot com slash back. R U F F Greens dot com slash back. This is the Glenn Beck program. Oh, my personal missive to the New York times coming up in just a few minutes. You don't want to miss that. You know, talking to, uh, Mike Lee, you know, when he, when I asked him about the constitutionality, he was, he kind of deferred to the way it's going to be used. It's really wrong the way it could possibly be used. And I think John Quincy Adams did see that. I think that's what he was talking about, that some radicals could get in and they could come after me because of whatever. Um, But, uh, you know, Mike has been the one who really changed my mind on I said, why don't we put these people in jail,
1: meaning like former officials that did things wrong, did things like really wrong. Hillary
0: Clinton, in my opinion, she should have gone to jail and he said once they've left office you don't he said in my opinion you don't want to go after people because it will start this cycle and of revenge of revenge yeah And and he's been consistent about that for a long time for a long time and you know now that uh trump is out of office what are you doing i mean this is the second time they've tried to impeach him with nothing with literally nothing knowing they could not uh, uh, convict him. Twice. You don't think revenge might be a thought? This is the Glenn Beck program.